All right, Shabbos say good morning, good morning. Let us begin Begin by thanking all of our sponsors for this morning. Sure to thank our Talmud Torah sponsors for the month of Cheshvan, Stephen Terizin, for dedicating all the Shomer Joshua's this month in memory of Steve's father, Burim Tzvi Ben Chaim, Leah Saul, as a schos for her daughter Ilana Bas Esther, and for all of those wounded in Eretz Yisrael. Yonasan Rachel Wolf for a complete and lasting refuah for a fall Yitzchak Baruch Ben Esther, Cherry and Sarah Wolaski in the Sussur of Hushlima for their grandson Zechar Yudov Ben Parol Shira, Azriel and Iris Miller in the Sussur of the Holy Soldiers of the IDF, and in the merit of our brothers and sisters in Eretz Yisrael, our Dafyomi sponsors for today, Mark and Elsa Lussman in memory of Elsa's father, Morris Cantor, Moshe Leib Ben Chaim, Zechron Livracha, on the occasion of his 21st yard site, and Alan and Andy Stowis, in memory of Andy's father, Chaim Tzvi Ben Avram, and in honor of the courageous IDF soldiers who are fighting on behalf of all of Klal Yisrael. And of course, again, we have all of Masechah's Baba Kama dedicated to Nishmas, Master Sergeant Elio Michael Harush, we hope that in the merit of our Talmud Torah, his Nisham Shtavin Aliyah, and his family in Nechama. But with that, let us begin. We have a very exciting daf ahead of us today. Today's daf is daf Vav 6. And we are picking up a Mirat Hashem on him in base 5b. We left off, we left off, So this is now two, four, six, seven lines up from the bottom. So also remember again, where we ended off yesterday's daf, is we highlight, highlighted the idea that technically speaking, one did not need to articulate all four of the primary categories of damages. Right? In other words, he didn't have to write Shar, Bar, Mava, Heber. Technically speaking, you probably could have written two of them and learned out the other two. From, we could have learned out the unwritten two from the written two. Obviously, if the Torah goes out of its way to write all four, and by definition, the Mishnah goes out of its way to codify all four, that tells us that what? That tells us that Halach Elamai said there's something unique that is being conveyed. So this is very interesting. So the Gemara therefore says, Lamai Hilchasa. So why did the Torah go out of its way to list all four of the primary categories? So watch this. And of course, the answer is, even before we get to it, the answer is because each of them have something unique. Each is unique. So what's unique? Here we go. Karen. So Karen comes to teach us the distinction. The unique aspect of Karen is that there's a chilek between Tam and Muad. So remember again, by every other form of damages, there's maximum liability for a first-time offender. Karen, or a shar, is the only time right where there's a distinction between a first-time offender and a second-time offender. Or I should say, really, it's a first-time offender and a third-time or fourth-time offender. Good. Shein v'regel, lepojan v'shusarabim. Shein and regel is written, why? In order to exempt Shein and regel liability in the public domain. Rashi says over here, it's interesting. If you look at the first, Rashi on the first wide line, Rashi says, We'll talk about this more, but the way the Torah phrases the damage, remember again, what shame and regal? Shame, damage done through hana'ah, through consumption, through hana'ah. Regal, damage done through activities of daily living. The way the Torah phrases that is, The My animal goes and damages in another field, which indicates to us that, well, learns out, that Shane and Regal only creates liability when done in a private domain. But if Shane and Regal damage is done in Rosh Harabim, there is no liability for that. Okay. Bar, lift tarbos hakelim. 
we'll say very interesting bar, the damage of bar of pit. Uh, one is only liable ultimately again if if a person or an animal is damaged. But if utensils are damaged in the pit, ultimately no liability. No liability. And according to Rabbi Hudu says that you are chayiv for, for, for damage liability for utensils in a pit. What does it come to exclude? Liftar Adam. It comes to exclude people. In other words, that should only be chayiv for kalim or for animals which fall into a pit, but not for a person. I'll say, by the way, what would be the logic? What would be the logic that there'd be an exam, right? I dig a pit. I suppose, again, and we'll see all of this. Here's what we know is, you're not chayiv for all types of damage in a pit. So according to the first opinion, so in a pit, you're chayiv ultimately, again, for man and for animal, right? But exempt for utensils. According to second opinion, you're chayiv for utensils, you're chayiv for utensils and animals, but potter for man. Why would there be an exemption? I dig a pit, someone falls into my pit. Why would there be exemption for that? Right, so interestingly enough, we'll see, actually I mentioned this, I think a couple of days ago, in a different context, Quoting from the Gemara Masechus, Makis the People should be careful. People should be careful, right? Watch where you're going. So a pit liability. So in other words, it could very well be that a person could avoid bar damage if you're not avoiding avoiding bar damage. Especially also remember again, going back to what we said before. Where is bar? Where is bar located? Rushus Harabin. Write that. Remember again, bar is bar is public domain. So especially in the public domain, where a person has to be conscious and a person has to be aware and a person has to be cognizant. So again, it's interesting. There's a school of thought that says one would not be liable for damages done within a bar. Very interesting. Okay, we'll we'll come back to it. In general, again, we'll say that that concept of the lashon of the gemara in Sechus is Be careful. Be careful. You know, sometimes things go wrong in life and, you know, we say, oh, it was an accident. Okay, could be an accident. But just because something was an accident doesn't mean that there's not liability. Right? After all, again, a person is obligated to live life in general with a heightened sense of vigilance. A heightened sense of vigilance. So that, therefore, to be able to avoid many of the mistakes in life, whether they're interpersonal mistakes or, again, monetary mistakes, to live life with eyes open, a heightened sense of vigilance. Adam, what does Adam come to? So the chayvah ba'arbad varim, or include. So Adam, I will say, is unique. Why is Adam unique? Because we'll say, when a person damages, specifically another person, not only is there compensatory damages, but what else is there? There are these other buckets. Rashi says over here, three lines there from the bottom, the chayvah ba'arbad varim, sar, right? I have to pay for pain and suffering. Ripui, doctor's bills. Sheves, lost wages. And boshas, humiliation. Now, of course, there's another, which is, which is actual nezek, damages. So in addition to damages, which everyone has to pay damages, again, Adam is unique because Adam has these four other buckets of payments. Aish, liftar basa tamun. This is interesting. Also, we'll talk about this as well. Aish is written, why? To exempt tamun. Also, we're going to see that when fire destroys... There is only liability when my fire destroys something that belongs to someone else that was visible. But if someone else, ha- but if someone has my fire, let's say, goes out of my property, destroys something on Ruvain's property, but the item that is destroyed on Ruvain's property was tumbling, was hidden. There's no liability for that for Aish. Again, we'll learn, we'll learn all of that. We'll learn all of that as well as we go like this. So we'll say, so the point over here is what? The point over here is, as much as technically speaking, one could have learned liability for certain categories of damages from other categories of damages. And therefore, maybe one could have made the argument that you don't have to write all four categories. The Torah goes out of its way to list all four. Why? 
because they're unique. Each one has its own unique quality, which could not have been learned out from them. In other words, I could have learned out liability, one from the other, but each one has its own unique aspect, and that uniqueness could not have been learned out from the other. Therefore, all must be explicitly stated. Incredible. holds that even if my fire destroys something which is hidden, which is hidden. So what does Aish come to include? La suye type above, la suye lichka niro v'sichsecha avon. To teach me a case of those who have liability, where if a fire leaves my field and my fire goes ahead and literally lichka niro means that it like licks the land of my fellow. In other words, I will say, there's liability for singeing the earth that belongs to someone else or sichsecha enov, or avonov, sorry, or same idea, singeing, Singing stones. That fire liability doesn't just go ahead and actual c- cover actual loss, but it covers also damage. Rashi says over here. Literally, again, if my fire like licks at the the plowed field of my friend. So I say, so we'll discuss this idea that when it comes, bless you, when it comes to age, not only is there liability ultimately for actual destruction, but there could be liability for even some level of smoller damage. Good. Say for say, it turns out that halakhalamaisa, you need to write all four categories because each one has one some unique aspect which could not have been gleaned from the other. Incredible. Hasada says, remember again. After the Mishnah, after the Mishnah goes through all the different categories and explains why they're different, the Mishnah says, Atzad HaShava. What does it mean, Atzad HaShava? The Kam Denominator. So we'll say, what is the Kam Denominator, ultimately, again, between all of the categories of damages? Here's what the Mishnah said. Shedarkan lahazik, ushmi rasan alecha, ukishehizik, chav hamazik lechshalin tashlumi nezak, b'meitav ha'aretz. The Kam Denominator, we'll say, is, these are all things... Right? These are all things that damage, all things that you are responsible to watch over, and all things that when they do damage, I, the owner of the object, am responsible to pay for damages. That's the common denominator. So it says the Gemara, La Suyemai. They will say now, in general, whenever you see like a Tzarashava, is a common denominator, but a common denominator creates a paradigm. A paradigm. So therefore, again, the paradigm that is created in the Mishnah is any object that damages, Right, that I have responsibility to watch, and that is owned by me, if it damages, I'm chayif. I'm chayif. Now again, the last part of the mission is, I'm chayif to pay from the best of my property, if I'm paying with real estate, but I'll leave that on the side. So what, what is coming to be included over here? Right? What, what, what else is being included over here? La suye mai. So now that we have this paradigm, what else is it including? So it's actually a really interesting Gemara. Abayi says like this, la suye Avno sakino umaso, shenichem berosh kago, vinoflo beruach metsuye vehezigo. Interesting. What does it come to include? Coming to include the following case. Well, so imagine the following situation. I placed my stone, my knife, or my package, my, my load, on top of the roof, right on a rooftop, and then a ruach metsuye. Ruach metsuye means a regular wind came along, knocked it down, and it damaged. So based on the paradigm of the Mishnah, I would be chayef. The Mishnah says, one second. Hey, what's, what's the case? 
Now, if the objects are, say, fell, excuse me, damaged as they were falling down, as they were falling down, then that really falls into the category of ish. Because remember again, how does fire damage? How does fire damage? By moving. By moving. Right? So again, if they're, if they're damaged, in other words, if, so, if I place it on the roof, the regular wind blows it, it falls down, and as it's coming down, it lands on someone, right? The knife uh, falls into someone, the, the stone hits someone, the package lands on someone's head, right? So, or, or, or animal for that matter, it doesn't have to be a person. So then that's ish. So maishna ish. So why? What's unique about ish? The koach acher me'urav bo, uma moncha, ushmi raswa alecha. So remember again, what's ish? Ish is number one, that it only works because there's another force involved in it, right? And Aish is usually wind. Right? So there's another force involved in it. I own it, and I'm responsible to, I'm responsible to watch over it. So Haninami, Shabbos said that would be the same thing as this case, of the stone, of the knife, and of the package. There's another force involved. In the case of the stone, the knife, and the package, what's the other force involved? What's the other force involved? The wind, right? The wind. And these objects belong to me. And ultimately, again, I'm responsible to watch them. So it's not really a chiddish, because the mice again, that's ish. So I guess, I always agreed, there'd be liability, but that's because it falls under the umbrella of ish. The Ella must be basar denaychu. It must be able to say that I place these objects on the roof. A ruach a regular wind came along. I will say, by the way, the reason we'll get to this, but why are we setting it up as a ruach a regular wind, as opposed to a ruach she'ena mitsuya, because I will say, if I place something on my roof, and the truth is, it's strongly embedded enough, or, or placed, placed enough, or um, what's the word? Um, anchored down enough that a regular wind wouldn't move it. But now, like a gale force wind comes along and blows it off, I'm not responsible for that. Right, then I'm not responsible. So that's why, again, we're talking about over here, where Allah saw a regular wind moved it. Okay, so rather it must be, it must be Allah, Basr Danaychi. So it must be the case like this. I placed the object on my roof, a regular wind came and blew it down, it fell down to the ground. Fell down to the ground. Now, once on the ground, it damaged. It damaged. So the says, okay, let's analyze this. Idafkarinu. So if we're talking about a case where I made the object Hefker, once it fell to the ground, then Bain Larav Bain Lashmuel Hainu Bar. Then we'll say everyone agrees that a hefker object on the ground is bar. It's bar. That's, that's bar. Right? So then again, so, so we'll say, so obviously it falls under the category of bar. So my shna bar, she came to swear, why? What's unique about bar? Here's, remember again, we'll say, we always go back to our definitions. What's bar? A bar from its inception is ready to damage. Mamoncha, it belongs to me. Ushmi rasa and ultimately I have responsibility to safeguard it. So we'll say that's the definition. If that's the case, then when you have these objects that blow off the roof, fall onto the ground, it satisfies the same criteria. Haninami, tchilas asiyason lenezek, right? From the beginning, they're ready to damage. Mamoncha, they belong to me. Ushmi rasa and ultimately again, I am responsible to watch over it. So we'll say, so it's bar. Elder, rather, it has to be the lo afkarinu. Rather, it must be a case. I placed the objects on the roof. They blew off the roof. They're on the ground, and I didn't make it hefker. Interesting. I didn't make it hefker. So the says the Shmuel do amar kula mi lamanu hainu bar. So according to Shmuel, even though again it's not hefker, it's still going to be bar. To which the Gemara says li olam dafkarinu. In reality, I made it hefker. Velo damu labar. And I will say, ultimately, again, it's not compared to bar. Why is it not like bar? So, so I will say, here's the fundamental difference. Bar, 
bar has no other force involved in it. Right? This is actually very important. So bar say again, remember, you dig a bar, there's no other intervening force that allows that bar to be a damaging presence. Bar just damages. Right? In other words, contrast it with H. Right? Remember, you know, we'll say, how does H damage? How does H damage? Only when there's another force introduced. What's the other force? What's the wind. Because remember, you know, without wind, the fire is stationary. The fire is stationary. It's not dam- or it might be damaging that which is sitting on top. But Lamaisa, again, remember, the fire starts out in my domain. So therefore, the Gemara says as follows. So at the end of the day, this isn't bar. Right? So again, so let's just be clear on the case. I place the objects on my rooftop. When Ruach Mitzvah comes along, blows it off. Now it's in the Rosh Sarabim. We're saying, I didn't make it Hefker. And now someone gets damaged by it. So what is that? It can't be bar. can't be bar. Because unlike bar, bar doesn't have an intervening force. Right? This has an intervening force. Eish docheach. So I'll say, must, maybe it's Eish. Maybe it's Eish. Ma'la Eish. Shekindarko lelech ulahazik. So we'll say, so ultimately again, Ish will prove this. So we'll say, because Ish does have an intervening force. Right? Ish does have an intervening force. To which the Gemara says, I'm sorry, Ish tokiach. So let Ish, let Ish carry the day because Ish, or we'll say, does begin by being a damaging force. The problem with Ish is that again, Ish has an intervening force. So bar tokiach, the chazra din, so we go back and forth and we say essentially, the cases are dissimilar. What's the tzad hashava? What is the common denominator? The common denominator, Rabbi becomes an item that has the capacity to damage, ultimately, again, a responsibility to guard it is mine, and it's owned by me. So, so too, it comes to include this case. So, we'll say, so pause here for just a second. What are we trying to accomplish over here? Right, so remember, again, just to, just to clarify, the Mishnah gave me four categories of damages, okay? The Mishnah then told me how each one is different from the other, and we just saw, saw an additional way that each of them are different from one another. Then the Mishnah ended off with a mahatsad. A mahatsad means what is the common denominator? But I will say, but common denominators also create overarching rules. What's the common denominator? The common denominator between the four categories of damages is that all four are things which have the ability to damage, right? Have the ability to damage. I am responsible to prevent them from damaging. I own those items. I own those items. So, so to any other case that falls into that rule, one will also be responsible for damages. So we'll say, what we're trying to do right now is to figure out, so what other cases fit into that rule? That's what we're trying to figure out. So now, Abaye came along and just gave us a new case, right? Abaye says, what's the case that fits into that rule? Here it is. I placed my stone, my knife, or my package on top of my roof. Now what happens? Now what happens? The wind blew it off. Ruach Metsuya, regular wind, which means, which means what? I was negligent. I didn't secure it enough. So a regular wind comes along, blows it off. Now it's on the ground. Now it's on the ground. And halach alamaisa, I wasn't mafkirit. I didn't make it hefker. So therefore it's not bar. It says on the ground. And someone trips over it. Right? Or someone gets cut by the knife. What's the halacha? What's the halacha? I'm liable. Why am I liable? Because the case fits into the paradigm. Because why? It is an object that has the capacity to damage I have a responsibility to watch over it, and it's owned by me. And it's owned by me. So boom, so here it is, here it is, right? So the Gemara just gave me an additional case that ultimately, again, fit into the paradigm as a spouse of the Mishnah. Good. I'm sorry? 
that's the whole point. It doesn't fall into a category. That, that's, the, that's the whole idea. Once you create the principle, now again, it could fit into a category depending on a whole variety of different things. Maybe it's still bar according to Shmuel, because Shmuel holds a bar, doesn't have to be Hefker, but that's the whole point. The whole point is the mat, sad, created a paradigm or created a rule. And if you fall under, if you satisfy this criteria, then there is liability. So Rava says, Rava Amar, last year, so I'll say, we're just trying to, so all we're trying to do, and it's going to be the majority of the staff, try to figure out additional cases which fall under the rubric of this rule. Or the umbrella. So Rava Amar, Rava says, interesting, this is actually very interesting. It's very interesting. It comes to, Rava says, it comes to include a case of a rolling bar. A rolling bar. So, right, a pit, right, a rolling bar that is kicked around by the feet of people or by the feet of animals. So, I will say, take a look at Rashi for just a moment. What does it mean, a rolling bar? So, look at Rashi. Rashi says, we'll say, Here's the case. I placed a rock in the Rishus Arabim. And what happens? He says, When I placed the rock down, the rock did not did not damage anything. The Gilgala Ragle Adam Ubehema Lamakumacha Vezika Sham. Sirbos is an interesting case. So I placed the rock down in Rishrabim. Never say, are you allowed to place a rock down in Rishrabim? Are you allowed to? No. No. But I did. But when I did it didn't do anything. Then what happened? So obviously again the stone got kicked around in Rishrabim, either by animals or by people. And then I will say what ended up happening? It landed somewhere else. And in that second location it did damage. It did damage. It's an interesting case, right? So now the Shaila is, what's my liability? So watch this. So Rava Amar Lasuye Borha Mr. Rava says the rule of our Mishnah, the Mahatsar of our Mishnah, comes to include this case. Now what's the case? And says, Hey what's the case? Idafkarinu, so if I place the stone down and I made it Hefkar, so Bain the Rav Bain the Shmuel Hanubar. It will say again, remember, a Hefkar object in Rishus Harabin is going to be bar. Is going to be bar. So I will say, say if I placed it down and I made it hefker, that's bar. And once it's bar, even if it's kicked around, I'm still liable for that. Okay. So the Mar says, because why? Because a bar from its inception, right, is ready to damage. And I have responsibility to guard it. So again, I will say, if I place a stone down, I make it hefker, from the beginning it's ready to damage, and I have responsibility to prevent it from damaging. So I will say, so if you're telling me that I'm placing a stone down, I made it hefker, then it got kicked around, that's bar. That's bar. So rather, Oh, so it must be what? It must be that, so I placed the stone down, and I didn't make it hefker. I didn't make it hefker. Okay. So the Gemara says, So according to Shmuel, that says that even if it's not Hefker, it still becomes Bar. So this will be Bar. So the Olam Dafkarinu. So in reality, I made it Hefker. I made it Hefker. I placed the stone down. I made it Hefker. And now it got kicked around. And in its new kicked around location, that's where it does damage. But it's not, but it's different than Bar. Why is it different than Bar? Well, it's incredible. Malabar Masav Garmulo. They will say, when it comes to bar, whose actions cause the damage? Whose actions cause the damage? Me. Right? In other words, I dug the bar. I remember again, I placed the object, the stumbling block, in, in the Rishon And therefore, again, my placement is what created the damage. They will say, this case is different over here. Right? Tomar Bahani, Shein Masad Gorla. They will say, 
did I cause the damage in this case? Did I cause the damage in this case? Not really, right? I placed the stone down, but my action did not cause the damage. What caused the damage is that people or animals kicked the stone somewhere else, and the stone in its new location ended up causing damage. But I, I really didn't do it. I didn't do it. So Gemara says, Sashar but Shar is different. I will say, Shar will prove the point, because what is Shar? I will say, ultimately, again, the case of Shar, the owner of the animals, they didn't cause any damage, yet they are still liable for the damage that the axe does. Look at Rashi, Shar Yochiach, Shein Maseb Bailim Garmu Ha'ezek, Elamamono Hezek, Vainu Atzara Shavad, Dinakab Mas Nisin. So Shar is interesting, because you must remember, again, Shar, I, the owner of the axe, I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything, because remember, again, the case of Shar is not necessarily a case of negligence, where I was negligent with my axe. My axe just went off. Right? So, again, Shar is a perfect example, or even though I did not do anything to cause the damage, I am still liable. To which the Gemara says, Shar But Shar is different, says Gemara. Why? Because Shar is common for a Shar to do damage. Bartokiach. So the pit will prove the point. To which the Gemara says, Chazra din lo So I say the point is we go with this case over here that this case doesn't really fit into any of the uh, any of the previous categories, right? So also, remember again, to be clear, what's Rava's case? Rava's case is I place the stone down in Rosh Hashanah, right? And what happens? It gets kicked around by people or by animals in its new location after it's been kicked around. Then it does damage. So interestingly enough, this case doesn't really fit in to any of the previously established cases. It doesn't fit into the case of Shar, right? It doesn't fit into the case of Bar. So therefore we'll say, so what is it? To which, to which the Gemara answers, there is liability. Why is there liability? Based on the Mahatsad of the Mishnah. Based on the rule established. What's the rule established in the Mishnah? Anything, anything that has the capacity to damage, that you are responsible to watch, Right? And that is owned by you. Any of those things, right? If it satisfies those three criteria, there is liability. So I will say, in this case, when I placed the stone down in Rosh Hashanah, and again, it's kicked around and ultimately does damage, that case satisfies those three criteria. And ultimately, again, there's liability. So I remember, this is all we're trying to do right now. We're just trying to find, whenever the Mishnah goes ahead and mentions a rule, in this case, the Matzah, the common denominator, the common denominator, it's coming to include additional cases more than those mentioned in the Mishnah. So we're just coming up with the additional cases which can now generate liability as a result of the Mahat Sar of the Mishnah. Incredible. Let's go back there. Ravad Barava Amar. So Ravad Barava is another case. He says, La Asuye Hadesanya to include the following situation. Listen to this. Kol Elu Sha'amru Poskin. This is actually a fascinating case. Kol Elu Sha'amru Poskin Bivosehen. The Garfin Ma'arosin bi Mosachama in Lam Rashus. Okay, so let me tell you this case. Here it is. So remember again, person has a home. There's obviously, there's no, there's no indoor plumbing. There's no indoor plumbing. So what did people do? It's actually interesting. We just did this last night in, in Ahmed Yomi, right? The Ace Mitzel, the Yamara discusses what's the most important thing to have at your disposal whenever you need it? A bathroom, a base A base So remember again, I will say, a person had a bathroom. But what, what, was the, what did the bathroom consist of, right? A hole in the ground outhouse. And I both say, so what do you have on the outhouse? You have like a pit, like essentially, it's like a sewer pit. It's like a sewer pit without a sewer, right? So in other words, so you have the waste accumulates in a pit. Every once in a while, you have to clear that out. So I will say, so where are you clearing that out into? So interestingly enough, it seems to be the place where they cleared it out into was Rosh Harabim. 
Good idea to stay home that day, right? 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 No neutrality. Rosh Hashanah. Now, boss, here's what's interesting. So there are halachos concerning how you're allowed to go ahead and clear out your your sewer pit. So the halach is as follows: you are allowed to do it during the rainy season, not during the summer season. So, which makes sense, right? Why? Because during the rainy season, hopefully everything gets just washed away, just washed away. And anyway, during the rainy season. The roads are muddy anyway, right? So in other words, pe- people are expecting some level of, of, of dirt, of weight. So again, that was coming. But during the summertime, you can't do it because during the summertime, there's no rain, right? And ultimately, again, everything just ends up, just ends up sitting there. So watch this. He says, All of the cases that we mentioned, poskin bivosein, that literally, again, clean out your pits, vigarfen marosein, and literally, again, shovel out the caves, about cleaning out the sewers. Just during the summertime, you can't do it. But during the wintertime, you can do it. So now, take a look. First of all, take a look at Rashi just a moment. Rashi says over here, You have to understand how unique this is. By allowing people to clean out their sewers into Rosh Hashanah, we'll say, what are you effectively allowing? What are you effectively allowing? You're allowing people to place stumbling blocks. Right? In other words, cleaning out waste into Rosh Hashanah is pretty wild. In other words, people could slip on that. Right? Animals could slip on that. Right? People could be, right? somebody could put down, put down their produce and it could be totally ruined. In other words, you are allowing, you are allowing for people to put a damaging force into Rosh Hashanah. You're, allow, you're allowing them to do it. The Gemara says, you're allowed to Fascinating, no? Even though you are allowed to put your produce out there, right? You are allowed to do this, but understand, if you did so, and it damages, you're chayif. Fascinating, right? So in other words, I am allowed to clean out my sewer pit, but again, if I did it and it damages, I am liable. I am liable. And, and a very interesting halacha. So you are allowed to go ahead and empty out the sewer pit into Rosh Sarabim only during the rainy season, but you must do so with care and concern because if somehow you damage your chayef. Your chayef. Sigmar says, what's the case? Hey, dummy. So what are we talking about? So like, if at the end of the day, if you can imagine that like, I'm shoveling out my sewer pit and I throw a shovel full of, of waste, right? And I'm not looking and it hits someone and knocks them over and they fall down. So again, not pretty, but that's koho. So then that's my own, that's Adam HaMazik. Right? That's Adam HaMazik. That's a case of a person who's directly damaging. Ella, Basr denayich. Rather, what must the case be? It must be that the case is where I emptied out the sewer pit, the waste is in Rosh Hashanah, right? And once it's there, it damages someone. So right? someone slips on it and falls. Hey, so what's the case? Idaf karinhu. Say, if I made it hefker, to be in the rabbi in the shul hadu bar. So we'll say, if I made it hefker, then what? Then what? That's bar. That's bar. So the universe is maishna bar, because why? Because what's bar? Bar the trila the trilas asiyasolenezek because remember again a bar from its inception damages umamoncha and it's owned by me ushmi rasa alechan I have responsibility to guard it haninami this also 
Tchilas asiyasan lenezek umamoncha ushmi rasan alecha. So we'll say this case as well. Again, that would be a case of remember shoveling out the waste into Sarabim has the capacity to damage from the outset. It's owned by me, and I have responsibility to guard it. So if we're just talking about a case, we'll say so again. If we're about a case, I'm shoveling out the waste, and I throw a shovelful at someone, and it hits them and knocks them over. So that's kohol. That's adam hamasik. That's the person who damages. <coughs> if I shoveled it out and it's sitting in a shtaravim, right, and I was mafkirt, I made it hefker. I made it hefker, and now halacha lemaisa, someone slips on it and it falls. That's bar. That's bar. Ella. Rather, it must be a case where what? I shoveled it out into Sarabim and I didn't make it hefker. Okay. Suppose it's still according to Shmuel, that would still be a case of bar. To which the Gemara says, you're right. The Olam da'afkarinu. In reality, I shoveled out the waste. It's sitting in a Sarabim and I did not, sorry, and I did make it hefker. It's hefker. I, so why isn't it bar? So why isn't it bar? To which the Gemara says, why isn't it bar? To which the Gemara says, Velodami bar, ma bar shekin lo birshos. Wow. Tomar bahani shebirshos. I will tell you why it's not bar. Why isn't it bar? Because bar is something you do without permission. You don't have a right to dig a pit in the Rishsarabim. You don't have a right to leave a stumbling block in Rishsarabim. So the whole essence of bar is you're doing something without permission. But I will say, but what's, what's different about this case? Turn around this case. You have permission. You have license, right? You have a license to shovel, right? You have a license, right? You have a license to go ahead and clean out and clean out the sewer pit. So it's not bar. So the Gemara says, "Amud beis shor yochiyah." So shor will prove. I'll say because shekin darko leilechul lahazeh. So I'll say shor is a perfect case. Why? I have a right to have a shor. Rashi says over shor yochiyah. Top Rashi vavam beis six b shebir shus beis in whom a halich rishus arabim. So we say shar is a perfect example. My shar, I, I have I have permission to have a shar, right? I have permission for my shar to walk around. Yet there is still liability for my shar. No, but Pit will prove the other point. Of so bottom line, the Gemara says you're right. The cases are this case doesn't neatly fit into any one of the categories. Right? That, that's, that's what we're trying to highlight over here. We'll say, remember again, we have, a one, we have one simple mission. What's our mission? What's our mission? We're trying to figure out what additional cases could fit into the Mahatsad. Let's try to figure out. So we'll say, so this is a great case over here. So Adabar Avos, I'll tell you a case. A case is where a guy with permission is cleaning out his sewer pit. The waste lands in Rosh Sarabim, right? Someone, right, he makes it hefker. He makes it hefker. And someone goes ahead and slips on it and is injured and there's liability. So what case is that? What case is that? So I will say, it's not bar. It's not bar, right? Why isn't it bar? It's not bar because at the end of the day, I have permission to go ahead and, right? I, I have permission to go ahead and uh, shovel it out. It's not shar. It's not shar. Why is it not shar? Because the derech of shar is to go into be mazik. So what is it? So what is it? And the answer is, you're right. It doesn't neatly fit into any one of the categories. I, so why are you liable? I'm liable because it conforms to the rule. What's the rule? The rule is object that has the ability to damage. I have the responsibility to watch over it, and it belongs to me. Right? So ultimately, again, because it fits into that category, therefore there is going to be liability. Incredible. I will say, by the way, a tremendous, tremendous Moser Haskell from this, from this case of Poskin Vivo Sein, the Garfin Maro Sein, right? Of cleaning out the sewer pit. I will say, what's the Moser Haskell? The Muslim Haskell is at some point in time, 
everyone has to clean out the schmutz that has accumulated inside. And I will say it happens to all of us. It happens to all of us, right? We tend to go ahead and kind of, we do this, we usually do this once a year, right? The once a year is called, is called Elul, right? Where we take, we write, I look inside the pit, right? I look inside the repository, right? And I go ahead and I clean out all of the schmutz that's accumulated over there. But the reality is, it's not a once a year thing. It's not a once a year thing. I will say the process of cheshbon nefesh, the process of introspection, of looking inside and identifying what's broken, what's misfiring, what's not working well, what needs to be repaired, is a process that we have to engage in on a fairly regular basis. How often? That depends on the person. So for some people, do a cheshbon and nefesh every single day. Other people, once a week. Some people, once a month. But probably shouldn't be any longer or, or any less frequent than once a month. And I will say, just to be clear, sometimes a person does a cheshbon and nefesh, and I find, I find the schmutz that's accumulated. And to be honest, sometimes I'll say to myself, you know what? I'm not ready to clean out that schmutz. I'm not ready to do that. For whatever the reason, people sometimes become very connected to their schmutz. Right? But maybe, maybe I'm not ready to clean out the pit just yet. I would say, so sometimes that's okay. Sometimes for whatever the reason, I'm not ready to tackle certain issues. But even if I'm not ready to tackle the issues, it's so important to be aware of the issues. Right? So often in life, we just we ignore stuff. And ignoring problems is the worst thing in the world. You can't necessarily solve everything right now. But I should always be at least aware and cognizant of the stuff that needs to be cleaned out. And even if I'm not ready to clean it right now, at least I know it needs to be cleaned. And at some point in time, I know I'll find the courage to confront. But the same way Chazal gave permission to clean out the sewer pits, Right? At certain times during the year, so important for us to be cognizant, to do cheshbon and nefesh, to introspect, and be ready to clean out the stuff that accumulates as well. Incredible. So the Gemara goes weiter. The Gemara says like this, and we'll say, Ravina Amar. So we'll say, Ravina gives another case. And these are all great cases. They're fascinating because, again, we'll say, as Maishwili as pointed out before, they, remember, the whole chap of these cases is they don't neatly fit into any of the aforementioned or created categories. That's the whole chap, right? So they go ahead and they don't really, but because of the mahatsad, the mahatsad kind of gives me an overarching framework to fit this stuff in. Ravina, Ravina says, La sui hadisnan, it includes that which you mentioned. Listen to this. Listen to this case. We'll say, I have a wall, I have a wall or a tree, right? And my wall or my tree fell into the public domain and damaged, and damaged. So what's talacha? Potter milashali. I'm exempt. I'm exempt. Very interesting. So the Gemara says, however, let's say again, Basin comes along, right? And Basin sees that tree not looking good, or the wall not looking good. And Basin says, within 30 days, you need to take down that tree, right? Or, or take down or repair that wall. And then what happens? Venaflu. It falls down. Now, if it's Beso Chazman, Vezigo, Potter. So we'll say, if the tree or the wall falls down within the time I had to repair it, then I'm Potter, right? Because again, it's not my fault. I had time to repair it. It fell down early, I'm Potter. But if it falls down after the time, so the basin gave me 30 days. On day 32, the wall falls down, the tree falls down, I'm going to be Chayif. So the Gemara says, hey, dummy, what's, what's the case? So we'll say, so now, so now remember, so let's go back for just a second. So now, what we're saying is as follows. <coughs> we're saying is as follows. So if you, if you, in general, so there's really two cases over here. Case number one is Stam, my wall or my tree, which is totally fine, totally normal, falls down into Rishrabim. 
and damages, I'm potter. The variation on that case is, if Basin walked by and said, hey, that tree or that, that wall does not look good, and they gave me 30 days, I'm using 30 days just as an arbitrary number, they gave me 30 days to repair it, if it falls down within 30 days, I'm going to be potter. If it falls down after 30 days, I'm going to be chayv. Where says, what's the case here? Hey, dummy, what's the case? So I say, if I made the cheer of the wall hefker, then bein the rabbi the shmuel hainu bar. Then we'll say again. So if we're talking about a case where I made the tree or the wall hefker, it fell down. Now it's senior surabim. Somebody trips over it and falls. So then what? That's bar. That's bar. So the Gemara says, Mashna bar, because why? What's unique about bar? Mashna bar, de zikol matzo, yeshmira salacha. Bar is unique, I will say why. Because bar, at the end of the day, again, hezekal matzo, it commonly damages. Right? Or it's common for it to damage. I have responsibility to guard it. Right? So then ultimately, again, if, if, say, if I made the tree and the wall hefker, then it's bar. If I did not make it hefker, then according to Shmuel, it'll still be bar. According to Rav, maybe not. Fine. So Shmuel says, you're right. The olam, In reality, I made, it, I made it hefker. So the tree and the wall fell down, or even before the tree and the wall fell down, I made it hefker. And ultimately, again, now it's a bar. So the Gemara says, Velo dummy la bar, but it's still not like a case of bar. Why not? Listen to this. Ma la bar, she came trilas asiyasolinezek. Remember again, a bar from its inception is what? Is what? Is a damaging force. That's the whole chab, right? In other words, the bar, the bar in its essence, we'll say, a bar in its essence is a damaging force, right? A bar, it's sitting there. So either, either I actually dig a bar, or I leave an object in Rosh Hashanah, from the beginning, that item is a damaging force. Tomar Bahani, Shein Tchilas Asiyas Lanezek. The Bible says it's different than this case. Why? Because in this case, the Bible says it's a wall, and it's a tree. From its inception, it's not a damaging force. It's not a damaging force. To which the Gemara says, Shar Okay, so we'll look at Shar. I will say, what's unique about Shar? Shar from its inception is also not a damaging force. Right? A Shar is a Shar. Shar is an ox. Not a damaging force, yet you're still responsible. So you can see from here that when the tree or the wall falls down, ultimately you'll be responsible as well. Here's the difference. Malashar, Shekin While it's true that a Shar from its inception is not a damaging force, but nevertheless, what? It is common, right? The derech of a Shar is to do damage. That's different than a tree and a wall, where again, it's derech is not to do damage. Portochiach, the Chazra, I didn't know we keep going back and forth. Remember again, So this case of Ravina, this case of Ravina, of the wall or the tree that fell down, and now is in the Shisrabim, and does damage, damages someone, is not like Bar, right? Why is it not like Bar? It's not like Bar, because Bar from its inception is a damaging force, this is not a damaging force. It's also not like Shar. Why is it not like Shar? It's the derech of Shar to damage. It's not the derech of a tree or of a wall to damage. So we'll say, so what category does it fall into? And what's the answer? What's the answer? Not of the above. But what does it fall into? The Mahatsad. So I will say, so remember again, what is the Mahatsad? What is the common denominator? What does the paradigm teach us? Any case where what? Where ultimately, again, an item has an ability to damage. It's owned by me. And I have, or really number two is, I must build the damage. I have responsibility to guard it. And it's owned by me. I'm going to be chayiv. Therefore, we'll say this case of Ravina. So we'll say, so now what we've, what we've successfully done is Abaye, Rav Adabar Ava, and Aravina have given three different cases, interesting damage cases that don't really neatly fit into any one of the pre- aforementioned or previously established 
four categories of damages. And that's why the Mahatsala of the Mishnah comes to teach you liability in all of these cases. Really interesting. Really interesting. Good. Let's go back there. Kishechizik Chav Hamazik. So I'll say, remember again. So now we're just quoting from the, we're quoting from the Mishnah. After the Mishnah quoted the Ma'atzad, after the Mishnah quoted the common denominator, ultimately again the, the paradigm, so the end of the, so the Mishnah said, Kishahizik Chavamazik. So any case, any case that falls into the paradigm, Kishahizik, when damage was done, Chav Hamazik. The damager is liable. So Mar just asks a syntax question. The Gemara says, Gemara says, Chavamazik, Chayiv Hamazik Mibayle. Why does the Mishnah say Chav Hamazik? It should say Chayiv. It's just a textual question. Right? Why doesn't it say Chayiv? Amrav Hudamarav, Hai Tana Yerushalmi Hu. The Tana is a Yerushalmi. It's Yerushalmi. The Tani Lishna Kalila. Ultimately, the Yerushalmiim, right, were known for using uh, truncated, truncated Lashon. They spoke, sh- spoke shorthand. I don't know if you could speak shorthand. Right? But, but they, spoke in a, they, they spoke in a more abbreviated a more truncated fashion. Also, you know, you know, it's interesting. The Gemara says, it's always like the way the Gemara says it, it's, ah, he's Yerushalmi. Also, you know, like there's no greater compliment in the world than being called a Yerushalmi, right? A Jew who's able to say, me, what, who am I? I'm a Yerushalmi. I've always, always been jealous of that. So imagine saying, being able to say, I am a Yerushalmi, right? My identity, my identity is intertwined with Yerushalayim, Irak, Hodesh. Incredible. In any event, the Yerushalmi will say, by the way, so just, just to point out over here, we see this all the time. One of the reasons I will say why Talmud Yerushalmi is so much harder than Talmud Bavli. In other words, we think Bavli is hard because it's a different language, right? It's Aramaic. But Bavli, Bavli at least is written out in full sentences, right? Yerushalmi is not full sentences. Yerushalmi is not full sentences, which is what makes it that much more complicated. So that, this is an expression over here. So here, here's a perfect example. Bavli, you would write Chayev. How do you write Chayev? Because why, why not write Chayev? Yerushalmi, they wrote in a more abbreviated form, so they would just say Chav. Chav. Okay, beautiful. Beautiful. Simona says as follows. Simona says as follows. We'll say, just I'll point out to you, just as an aside, why, like, why here? So, like, why out of all places, why in Arba Avos Nazikin, ultimately, again, is the Tana a Yerushalmi who says Chav Hamazek? Like, why here? They will say, what's the whole Chav of our Mishnah? What's the whole Chav of our Mishnah? The Chav of our Mishnah is, if you damage something, what's your obligation? What's your obligation? Make it whole. They will say, so what, what's, the, what's, the, what's the embedded message in the Mishnah? Who's speaking over here? A Yerushalmi. And what is Yerushalmi saying? You know, the ultimate thing that's been damaged for Klal Yisrael is the Beis HaMikdash. Is that which resides in Yerushalayim Yerakodesh. But what does the Mishnah say? Any damages must always be made whole. And the Tana from Yerushalayim Yerakodesh, what is he telling us in a little bit of like a subliminal message? Don't worry. Don't despair. Because even that which was damaged, even that which was, was destroyed, our beautiful Beis HaMikdash, one day in Mirat HaShem will be made whole as well. So we'll say, let's go weiter. Incredible, incredible Gemara. So let's go weiter. It says the Gemara, L'shalim Tashlumi Nezek, ultimately again to go ahead and pay Tashlumi Nezek. So this is just a quotation from the end of the Mishnah. So we'll say, so now remember, the end of the Mishnah actually said, L'shalim Tashlumi Nezek, V'meit 
that you have to pay damages. And when you pay damages, if you're paying from real estate, you have to pay from the best lands. Let's go back. So the Pasuk says, you have to pay from the best of your field and the best of your vineyard. Now both say, this is an incredible, incredible machlokas, which at least well, we're really running behind. I don't know what happened. All right, such a short amount. Okay, in any event, Sigmar says as follows. Sigmar says, So, Meitav Sadeo Meitav Kami Yishali. Meitav Sadeo Shal Nizak, or Meitav Kamo Shal Nizak Dev Rabbi Shal. Oh, what's this? And now, now we are coming to one of the most dramatic machlokasim that we're going to have by damages. Now, let's say, when we say that you have to pay the best of your field, who's best? Right? Who, who, based on who are we valuating best? So Rabbi Shmuel says, it's based on the property of the damaged party. Damaged party. Let's well, take a quick look at Rashi. Rashi's towards the top of the daf in the shorter line, six lines in. Metav Sadeu Shal Nizak, Shem Achla Aruga Besadeu, Shamin Aruga Mishubachos Shal Nizak, Kama Yafa Achshel and Perosel, the Kama Te Yafa below Peros Venosel. So we'll say, here's the Havamina. The Havamina is like this. Imagine my animal goes into Ruben's field and eats a row of produce. So what do we do? How do we assess damages? So say, it sounds like what we're saying right now is Rabbi Shmuel saying like this. We look at the best row of produce in Ruben's field. And we assess like this. How much is that row worth with produce? And how much is that row worth without produce? And that's the amount of damages. That's the amount of damages. So we'll say it's interesting. Which is strange about it is it sounds like it's not based on what? It's not based on what my animal ate. But rather it's based on what the loss would be if Reuven suffered the loss of his best row of produce, which sounds a little bit strange, which we'll see. Now, the Kiva Rebbe says, no, no, no. Rebbe Kiva says, no, that's not what it's coming to do. Rebbe Kiva says, the Pasuk is the one coming to teach us, you collect from damages from the best property. Ultimately, again, ultimately from Hektish. We'll say, we'll see exactly what that means. But Allah Chalmai Rabbi Akiva is saying, when we say that you collect from it is best property, best property of who? Best property of who? Damager. Damager. So specifically, if you're paying in, if you're paying in real estate, ultimately you have to pay from the best produce, from the best real estate. Rabbi say, we'll stop over here for today. Again, coming attractions, ridiculously good. Ridiculously good. This is one of the most yisodistic mafloksim we're going to find. Ultimately, again, bidanizak shaminan, when we pay damages, based on whose property is damaged, assessed damages property, damaged property, property, damaged party's property, Emir Sashem tomorrow, Shkoyach. Have a great day. All right, have a great day, everyone. Everyone Zoom. Kovacs family, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Hashem. No, it's not. It's choiciest. It's choiciest. Choiciest is even better than choicest. Choiciest. Choiciest is higher. Choiciest is the best.